to Recovery Radio, W-H-A-R-V. <laughs> this is Peter Lucas, coming at you from an undisclosed location in Houston, Texas, bringing you musical medicine after the storm. dedicated to the good folks of Houston, Texas, and in South and Southeast Texas. We're all dealing with some level of stress and unrest after some massive disorientation from Hurricane Harvey. We've all got some processing to do and some work ahead. We're going to need to settle ourselves. We're going to need each other. We're going to need reflection and strength, and we're going to need Music. Music. I owe uh, a lot of my love of music and my exposure to a lot of different kinds of music to my city, to growing up here in Houston. Uh, So over the next couple of hours, we'll be listening to Houston and Texas music. We'll jump around and hear a bunch of different stuff. Not going to hear everything, but we're going to hear a lot of different kinds of things. And... um, Along the way, we'll jump in and check in with some Houston musicians and DJs, see how they're doing. So let's get into it. You can't really start a Houston thing without lightning. have a disconnection all in my pistol ring yeah you know my starter won't start this morning man my motor won't even turn you know my starter won't start this morning boy my motor won't even turn Yes, you know I done run with a fast class of women. They have called my car to run. You know my generator done quit generating. My gas won't even percolate. My generator done quit generating, and my gas won't even percolate. 
Yes, you know I'm gonna trade off that old T-Mall Gonna buy me a new straight A Mr. Sam Lightning Hopkins, T-Model Blues, recorded in 1948 in Houston's Gold Star Studio. Let's go ahead and get into some Peacock stuff. Musicians on uh, uh, Diamond Don Roby's uh, Peacock Records label. And uh, we'll start off this little set with Clarence Gatemouth Brown. Fine, fine. 
Big Mama Thornton with Hound Dog. That's the original recording of that song. Um, Thornton lived uh, in Houston between the late 40s and early 60s and recorded for Peacock Records. Uh, before Hound Dog, we had Peppermint Harris. <laughs> I got loaded. 1951. Uh, before that, Big Walter and his Thunderbirds just looking for a home. And uh, started off that little set with Clarence Gatemouth Brown, Mary is Fine, from 1949. That's one of the earliest, if not the first, um, Peacock Records recording. Let's get into a song here from just a little bit later, 1964, by Joe Hinton, recorded here in Houston at the Gold Star Studio. It's also a song written by another Texas music legend. Maybe you know who it is. Let's get into it. Well, hello there My, it's been a long, long time How am I doing? You really want to know? Oh, I guess I'm doing fine It's been so long now But it seems like It was only Yesterday Ain't it funny It's so funny how time Can slip right on away I want to ask you a question, is it all right? How's your new love? I wonder, can you truthfully say he's doing fine? You know, I heard something the other day. I heard you told him that you were going to love him till the end of time. Well, that's the same thing. The other day Ain't it funny It's so funny how time Can just slip right on away I hate to leave you, baby But I've gotta go now Oh, I guess I'll see you somewhere around 
But here's one thing you just can't tell You don't know when though You never can tell when Joe Hinton will come back in town But here's what I want you to do Oh, please remember What I told you That in time In time you're gonna pay Ain't it funny It's funny how time Slips away. Yeah Joe Hinton Funny How Time Slips Away, written by the great Willie Nelson when uh, Willie was living in Houston. He wrote a lot of his early big hits when he was here in Houston, including this one. Let's go to the phones. Baby, if you've ever wondered. (laughs) I've got on the line with me Pete Gordon, great musician, uh, co-owner of the Continental Club and uh, Shoe Shine Charlie's Big Top Lounge here in Houston. How are you doing, Pete? Everything's good. Thanks for having me on. Good, good. I hope that you and uh, your friends and family, all of your loved ones, made it safe through the storm and the flooding. Are you guys all right? Yeah. You know, everybody's safe and all that, which is good, but we do have some friends and uh, family that are flooded, and uh, we've been helping them and uh, more to help. But uh, on the whole, everybody, you know, can uh, begin to recover. Yeah. Good. What about your uh, venues and the spaces on Mid-Main there? Any damage, Any anything that'll hold you up? You know, besides uh, that rain was so heavy that water was coming in every which direction, but thankfully not from the ground. So, you know, we were dealing with roof leaks and wall leaks and all that kind of stuff, windows. But, uh, yeah, we didn't flood down there, so everything in all around us was dry for the most part. Right. Good. So, yeah. Good to hear. So this thing is all about playing some good Houston and Texas-related music. I know you've played with a whole bunch of Houston musicians, music legends, really. You've played with a bunch of people. I've played with a lot of people. We just did a great fundraiser, and we backed up uh, Archie Bell last Saturday night at the club. Right. We raised uh, money for the Houston Food Bank and uh, donations, and it was a great night. So It was a great night. I, I really appreciated that. Thanks for doing that Archie Bell show at the Continental. I know that, that show was obviously already booked for the, before the storm came, but you all turned it into a drive for the Houston Food Bank. And for me and for a lot of people, that was the first time that we were able to kind of venture out and see folks and get a drink and dance, and it felt really good. So I really appreciate you. It did. I really appreciate yeah. it. Um, yeah, I said it was up, uplifting besides uh, besides a fundraiser. It was a very uplifting night. It was good for everybody, I believe. So, right. Yeah, right. it was good for me, too. No, you were playing the hell out of that piano, too. We were having fun. Everybody's letting loose and having fun, <laughs> getting it all out of their system. Yeah. That's right. I was going to ask you, I think you've played with or at least intersected with Barbara Lynn. It, it, yeah, I you... called her the, on the storm. She lives over in Beaumont, and I right. played with her a bunch of times. Yes, and we're great friends. and. Um, I called her house when Beaumont was getting hit or the day after, and she wasn't there. Her daughter was there and said they had water, but no flooding. But Barbara had evacuated to her son's house in Katy, which also got hit pretty hard, but thankfully they were safe over there and dry too. So she was, uh, did well, but our friend who was hit really hard and lives near the San Jacinto river 
up north in Porter is Roy Head. Um, and I left messages with Roy, and we know he's safe, but I have not spoken to him. But his house was substantially damaged to the point where I don't think they're going to be able to live there anymore. I don't think the house is, it's been, uh, the river came through the house and just wiped it out. So, Oh man, that's tough to hear. I, yeah. I am glad to hear that, uh, that Roy head and Barbara Lynn are both safe through this though. And that's good to know. They're the yeah. uh, treasures of Texas music. Definitely. Yes. Uh, so we'll be looking into helping Roy out in the next uh, few weeks here and see what we can do uh, for them. Right. Good, good. And I know you're continuing to uh, try to raise uh, money and food for the uh, Houston Food Bank. Is that yeah, right? we're over in New Orleans uh, right now and had a great fundraiser last night. And uh, everybody here is so giving and uh, and there's such love here in New Orleans for Houston after all the whole city did for them during Katrina. They're very happy and uh, understand and happy to repay because Louisiana and Texas are hand in hand always. So it was yeah. a great night last night. We had super fun and uh, raised a bunch of money. So That's great. Well, man, thanks for keeping all of the music going. Music for me is a real uh, uh, powerful thing, uh, giving me some strength to, to kind of process things and, and go on about life. <laughs> yeah. You do a whole lot to keep the music flowing for people. So I, I thank you. It's good. Great. Thank and, you. And, uh, you know, we enjoyed, of course, playing the music. And, you know, I always think of the Continental Club as even more than a club, but a community center. And, you know, to hear what you say that, you know, it's just great to get out and be with people and talk and everybody share their stories. That's what I think music is about, is uniting the community. So, yeah, happy to always be a part of it and do what we can. So Yeah. All right, let's get into some music. Roy Head and the Traits. Treat her right. Thanks, Pete. Hey, thank you, Peter. We'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Tell you a story Every man ought to know If you want a little loving You gotta start real slow She's gonna love you tonight now If you just treat her right now I'll squeeze her real gentle Gotta make her feel good Tell her that you love her Like you know you should Cause if you don't treat her right She won't love you tonight If you practice my method Just as hard as you can You're gonna get a reputation As a love and a man And you'll be glad every night That you treated her right
Hi, this is Leon Isaac with a good word for a good friend, Johnny Burton at Burton's Tailors. You see, Burton's has his own design in shirts, suits, jumpsuits, and vest suits. And Burton has the big apple to match each item. That's right, any type cap to match your own personalized tailor-made suit. You see, Burton designs his own suits, shirts, etc., because he feels factory-produced things just don't have the imagination and personal touch that means so much. And also, psst, let me let you in on a secret. Johnny's a little too shy to mention it. But recently, in a National Magazine article, Johnny Burton was listed as one of the top designers in the world. Pretty good, huh? And to think that you're lucky enough to have this talent in your city to personally design your clothes for you. I mean, I sure am glad that I'm not one of the Temptations or the Miracles or James Brown. They have to fly all the way to Houston just to have their clothes made. And all we have to do is drive or walk down to Burton's Tailors at 2314 Elgin or 1412 Main. I mean, when you really stop and think about it, aren't you glad you're a Burton's man? <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
Otherwise known as DJ Flash Gordon Parks. How's it going, Jason? Man, it's going well. Thanks for having me. Good, good. I hope that you and uh, all your loved ones have been uh, safe throughout the flooding. Yes, we were fortunate to uh, make it through with no damage. Good, good. If anybody listening doesn't know, uh, DJ Flash Gordon Parks is one of the city's hardest working DJs. (laughs) Not only spinning all the time, all kinds of stuff in venues around town, but also just continually collecting and digging deep into music and connecting with local artists and audiences. Since the flooding has hit, Jason, I wonder, have you been out and around town delivering um, musical medicine to the people? Well, you know, it was kind of tough that uh, that first week um, after after the hurricane due to the curfew. Right. So a lot of a lot of my regular gigs were canceled, you know, due to uh, having to shut down early. So it was, it was a little bit of a cabin fever of sorts. Right. Um, but I was able to play one gig with a good friend of mine, Stuart Anderson, uh, from A Fistful of Soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played we played some records together over in uh, Second Ward at uh, Insomnia Gallery. So that was that was a good outing just to kind of play and get back acclimated in the in the scene, so to speak. Right. But uh, now things are pretty much back to normal. Good, good. So I know you're knowledgeable, really knowledgeable about all kinds of Texas music and especially about Houston blues, soul, funk. I wonder what do you think of when you think of quintessential Houston music? Oh, man, you know. Houston is just so diverse, you know, so many genres and so many heavyweights have have come out of this uh, city. And, you know, there's still a lot of great young musicians making noise and creating uh, new sounds. Yep. And, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of hard, man, you know, because on, on one end you have like jazz giants such as Melvin Sparks and uh, Arnett Cobb and, mm-hmm. you know, guys like that who are like legendary for an older generation, including blues legends such as Albert Collins and Lightning Hopkins, of course. Right. And then, man, just the the great hip-hop, you know. Of course, legends like Scarface and Kay Reno have laid a great foundation for all kind of up-and-coming Houston MCs. But, uh, you know, as far as, like, just the the things that I – I gravitate to in order to kind of make me feel better during these times. I guess it would be like, you know, classic soul records. One of my favorite groups, of course, the Masters of Soul. They recorded a lot of stuff on um, the OV label ran by uh, Skipper Lee Frazier back in the, in the 60s. Right. So, you know, those those are kind of my sweet spots uh-huh. as of now. You know, a lot of a lot of those late 60s, early 70s, Soul and funk grooves. Right, right. Yeah, I was just listening to uh, the Cashmere band. Oh, yeah, of course, Cashmere. Yeah. You want to make any suggestions for something we should play right now? Um. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a great 
Melvin Sparks tune that I think is appropriate for this time that we're in. It's called, it's his cover of Who's Gonna Take the Weight. Mm. It's on his uh, Spark Plug record. That's on Prestige. That's a great. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a great suggestion, man. You have any message for any uh, Houstonians or people along the coast uh, that are just starting to rebuild? Definitely, man. One thing that I'm very proud of the city is the the ability to come together in this time of need. I mean, uh, this particular storm did not discriminate. You know, didn't matter if you were Republican or Democrat or you know what ethnicity. You know, everybody got a little taste of uh, the devastation and the horror. And you know, there's there's quite a bit of trauma after being you know, either you were rescued or hunkered down for four days straight of nothing but rain and just all of those natural disaster elements. So I'm really I'm really proud to see the city coming out and helping one another, you know, strangers helping other strangers and of course family and friends bonding even closer. Yeah. So, you know, I just wanna encourage people to um keep your head up and, you know, definitely we'll get through this. Yep. Well, I I, uh, I thank you for talking with me, and uh, thanks for uh, continually bringing uh, good good vibes and good music to us uh, here in Houston, man. Definitely. Thank you so much. All right, well, let's get into it. Melvin Sparks with Who's Gonna Take the Weight?
Okay, I've got Tierney Malone on the line, Houston visual artist, radio jazz DJ, and tireless champion of jazz, and especially Texas jazz. How you doing, Tierney? I'm doing all right, my brother. Good. I hope that you and your family and friends were able to stay safe and uh, didn't incur too much damage or anything through Harvey. Are y'all okay? Oh, yeah, brother. We didn't have any of that major drama in our neighborhood. Uh, we, we fared very well compared to all the other cats in the outlining areas in the west and the south. So, yeah. So we can ourselves blessed. Yep. Good. Glad to hear it. Without getting too deep into it, because I know that you and I could talk about this all day, but briefly, I wanted to ask you uh, who you think of when you think of great Houston and Texas jazz artists. Who comes to mind? Uh, well, you know, you have multiple generations. So if you're talking about uh, some of the elders, then you're talking about cats like um, from the Houston area, Arnett Cobb and Illinois Jacquette, G.T. Hogan. Um, Eddie Cleanhead Vincent, Victoria Spivey, and of course, um, if you're talking about uh, cats around the state, then you're talking about like in the Dallas area, Dewey Redmond, and uh, Red Garland, Arnett Coleman. Mm -hmm. um, um, from the younger generation, you're talking about cats like from Houston, the Crusaders, which is Joe Sample, right. uh, Wilton Felder, Dix Hooper and Wayne Henderson. Um, you're also talking about cats like Billy Harper, Melvin Sparks. Um, from Galveston, you're talking about uh, cats like um, Louis Gosker and guitarist Larry Coryell is from the Galveston area as well. And uh, if you're talking about the much younger generation than those cats, then, then you're talking about uh, cats like uh, Chris Walker and Mark Simmons, you have the younger generation of, of those cats, and that's, of course, Jason Moran, Robert Glasper, Chris Day, uh -huh. Eric Holland, Kendra Scott, Helen Song. Um, to, to backtrack, um, I can't forget Anita Moore. She was the last great vocalist with the Duke Ellington Big Band. And then, of course, we have uh, Andre Hayward, and Shelly Carroll, who are current members of the Duke Ellington Big Band. Right. Uh, so, yeah, man, you can't talk about jazz in America when I talk about Texas, but you yeah. definitely can't talk about jazz in America when I'm talking about Houston, Texas. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Tierney, thanks so much for talking with me and checking in. I know that you have a new addition to your family that you've been busy with, right? <laughs> so congratulations and hang in there. <laughs> oh, thank you, my brother. Yeah, her name is, her name is Essie Joy, and... Uh, She's bringing a lot of joy and a whole bunch of work. But, uh, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, good, good. Uh, good to hear your voice, Tierney. Thank you, my brother. Why don't we hear uh, Arnett Cobb, Cocktails for Two, recorded in 1951. Thank you. 
Okay, I have with me the great DJ son, Andre Sampson. How are you doing, Andre? I'm doing really well. How about yourself, Peter? I'm doing all right considering. I hope that you and your loved ones have, have uh, escaped the the wrath of the flooding. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for, for the most part, myself, I was shy and safe. Um, my my sister took a little bit of water. Uh, she lives in Katy, so... Uh. Uh, otherwise, most of us were fortunate. Right, right. Well, for those who don't know who we're talking to here, uh, DJ Sun is, is a longtime Houston DJ and also the proprietor of a cool spot in the Montrose area of Houston, The Flat. I wanted to ask you, uh, are, are you you guys seem to be up and running, right? You didn't have any uh, damage over there yeah. at The Flat? Yeah, no, we're fine. We we had some leaks, uh, so we did take a little bit of water, but n- nothing to, to really... Uh, be serious you know it's, uh we were able to catch the water before it got too far good i'm glad to hear your voice man i'm glad you're cool i'm glad the flat is up and running um thank you you know i've been thinking about the the healing power of music and I, i've definitely right i've definitely been using that medicine <laughs> to get through well you know i mean it's funny you mentioned that i'm working on my third album and while this was happening i you know i could very well sit on my hands or I could be in the studio. So that's what I did every morning, uh, completing, you know, a third song for the, for the next album. So, huh. yeah, it was definitely therapeutical in terms of being able to, you know, uh, go into the studio when there's really nothing else that you can do or no way you can venture because you're, you're basically kind of flooded in, so to speak. Right. And so, you know, when I go into the studio and going to studio mode, it, it time doesn't uh, doesn't appear for me anymore. Like I have to look up to to see what time it is. I have no awareness of time. So right. in, in that sense, you know, it really allowed me to to have that as as therapy. And then once um, once the rain subsided and and uh, we were in a curfew situation, uh, you know, we couldn't couldn't open the bar for a few days. But once we opened the bar. And people came out and were ready for us to to play music for them, you know. And we um, we took to leaving the bar open till five a.m. And people were very uh, appreciative of that. Yeah, I bet. Because it'll, it'll, yeah, it allowed them to to dance and, and listen to music. I mean, we need it more than ever, right? We need the groove and the vibe and the feel, and we need to be with other people and 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 share that. De- definitely. Well, so we're playing some different Texas music on uh, on this mix here. Do you have any suggestions for a, a Texas-related song to to throw in here? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, one of the newer bands that was making a lot of noise is from Houston uh, called Krungbin. And they're on tour right now with um, Chicano Batman. Uh, and I know they're going to pass through Houston in October. They have a song that was picked up by Bonobo on, on a compilation. It's called A Calf Born in Winter. Um, and then they made a follow-up song to that, uh, which I don't, I don't recall the title, but in the refrain, they go still alive, which means that the calf is still alive. They went back to this barn. They recorded in, in a barn near Burton, Texas. It's a three-piece band. Uh, Mark Spear is the guitarist. Uh, does a lot of solo work on stage and, th- and throughout the work. And then he's got a drummer that he met in church. And he's got Laura Lee, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the bass player, and when they when they perform, they play Thai funk. They take on Thai funk, funk from Thailand, and it's mostly instrumental. And once in a while, they, you know, they'll they'll add some vocal ad libs there. But man, it's 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 something that that I've been into. Let me let me try and get that going. So, is there anything else you want to say to the good folks of Houston as we kind of pick up the pieces here? Just turn up and and keep going. You know, help out wherever you can, and definitely be kind to each other. Yeah, yeah. Good advice, man, and and uh, and great to hear from you. I really appreciate that you keep things going over there at the flat, and uh, good to hear that you're uh, working on the the next album, man. Yeah, no doubt. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Thanks a lot, Andre. Let's get some music going. People everywhere, still alive. Let's talk with Nick Gaetan, great Houston musician on the line. How you doing, Nick? Doing well, thanks. Good, good. For, for any listeners who don't know, uh, Nick Gaetan, great Houston musician. He heads up his own band, The Umbrella Man, uh, as well as playing bass with uh, a ton of folks. And also part of the Tejas Scott Soul Crew, all vinyl sound system spinning classic uh, Tejano and Chicano soul and Conjunto oldies. Uh, man, it's good to check in with you, Nick. I hope that you and all your 
friends and family in Houston are good and safe and, and have survived the flooding uh, okay. Are y- y'all doing all right? Yeah, we did. We uh, I live in southeast Houston inside the loop around Pecan Park. And even though we uh, the neighborhood was hit in some areas and some of the main streets, um, man, we were lucky and blessed to, to say that, that we didn't get flooded in and we didn't get any damage like some of our friends around town. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we did, we did, we did okay. And I was there to be there for my family between touring. And uh, so, yeah, everything went as good as possible, really, you know? Well, that, that's great to hear. I know that you are influenced by and really knowledgeable about a whole lot of different Texas and Gulf Coast music. I wonder what artists you consider really great Houston and, and, and Texas artists. What what stuff really, really hits you? Oh man. I mean, you know, if I if I if I reach across, you know, memory and, and also just who, who moves me in general, the music, man, uh Lightning Hopkins is always a big influence on me. Uh uh, you know, little Joe Washington was a friend of mine and a big influence as well. We got to play several times together just over the years of me living above the continental and being part of that family. The Octanes, uh, more more recent band that I had something to do with. I was a fan before I was in the band. That's another great band. Adam Birchfield's a great guitar slinger. Wayne the Train Hancock playing, you know, swing music. <laughs> Um, and honky tonk that's the guy i used to go to his shows to learn how to dance uh, i was i was you know 2021 20, when i started going to check his shows out and what asked the ladies that were older than me dressed real pretty and out there on the dance floor to dance and that's where i learned how to swing dance a little bit <laughs> and got my got my feet into that so that's just yeah that's just a handful there uh but man, yeah, the list this goes on. I mean, in Texas, we're so lucky. Uh, we have a lot to offer, and it's not just one genre. They can call it Texas music, but that can swing any which way. I mean, the tailgaters, you know, with Don Levy uh, and uh, Keith Ferguson used to be in that band back in the day, but that band is still going. Right. You know, like, you're right about the. there is a whole lot of diversity in the music here not just different stuff, but all of it kind of stirs and blends together in a lot of it, right? Yes, it does. It, absolutely. It, it, it could be blues. It could be country. It could be sort of a, a, a swamp pop type thing. And, uh, and it, would, it can all mix together. I mean, we're so close to Louisiana that a lot of that stuff has crossed over and, and we share a lot of it. But, I mean, it really can go everywhere from... You know, I mean, and then another another few down that list, like Towns Van Zant, Billy Joe Shaver, who I used to play with. Um, I mean, these guys are songwriters, songwriting kings, you know. So that that goes a whole different direction from those other 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 folks that I was mentioning mm-hmm. earlier. And it's all Texas. <laughs> yeah, and it's all different, and yeah. yet it seems to share some kind of commonality, right? There's something that's running through it all. There is. It's uh, it's hard to say. I mean, we could we could dissect it and pick out what it what it is. I just call it, you know, that Texas ingredient. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, yeah, you mentioned a lot of great folks, and we're playing some of those. I wonder, is there a particular song? Maybe something from the uh, uh, deep cuts of Nick Gaetan. Is there a song that you would suggest that we get on the mix here? Hmm. 
you know, man, uh, something in my album, Bridges and Bayous, that I would say uh, is one of my favorites in there is uh, is Hurricane Song. That's one of my favorite cuts on that album that we that we did down at Sugar Hill Studios in Houston. Cool. Is there anything you want to say to Houston in this time where we're kind of rebuilding, putting our pieces back together? Man, we Houston, we always come back together. That's just how strong we are. And I pray for all the people that have suffered any damage, small or big, you know, that, that are going through this. What does good for my heart is that everybody throws in on the recovery effort every which way they can. But that's the kind of city we are. We're very independent, and we're full of love, and we definitely have the strength to make it through. Yeah. I just pray that everybody makes it through that was hit the hardest, because those are the ones that we have to concentrate on the most. So all my love, all my love to Houston. Cool. Well, thanks so much for talking with me, Nick. Man, it was a pleasure, Peter. Here's Nick Gaetan and the Umbrella Man, Hurricane Song. Myself, I try, but I'm just glad the lights are on. There are trees out in the street, and other city does have so. And all the while, I can go on enough tracks to let you know. Down in Houston town, they all know the sound. They all know when the bells all ring in Chinatown. Swept up, swept up, swept up. 
I've got on the line with me uh, Rock Romano, longtime Houston musician. He's also proprietor of Red Shack Studio, where he's a producer and engineer, recording a bunch of great folks there, among many others, the great Houston blues singer Trudy Lynn. Uh, hi, Rock. Hi, how's it going? It's all right. All you right. doing well, Peter? I'm doing okay, considering, you know. <laughs> <laughs> really? I hope that you and your loved ones have uh, all made it through the flooding okay. Are y'all all right? Yes, um, I'm fine. And my uh, Red Shack recording studio got a little bit of water in it, and it had some ceiling damage, so I had to move all the gear to a safe place. But it's kind of become a bit of a routine uh, for me over in this little uh, lower spot in the heights of Houston. It's a beautiful area of town and it's just the studio was a studio for since 1958 in one form or another. And so that yet, you know, and we've the repairs are being done and we'll be back on the air in about maybe three weeks. Oh man, that's great to hear. I, I was worried. I, I I'd heard you'd had some problems with it. Um, well, so we're getting, we're basically for, recuperative effect for for basically for medicine we're playing a lot of music that has its roots in houston and in texas i know you go way back in the houston music scene you've played with a lot of people recorded with so many houston artists i wonder what you think of as being closest to your heart do, do some things come to mind yes you know the first part of my career i was pretty much exclusively a musician and a singer but I went through a whole lot of genres, if you will, but they were all kind of based around what I learned as a kid, which was what was on the radio. And that was old school rhythm and blues, not to mention, you know, the stuff I absolutely first heard back in the fifties, which was Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry. And those things were critically essential to what I do. Yeah. I was widely influenced and I'm, at 72, I'm the youngest of a uh, second youngest of uh, a family of seven. So I was the baby of the family coming up in the 50s, and I really got exposed to so much of that stuff. But I also got exposed to my big brother's music, which was, you know, Duke Ellington and all the great big bands, a lot of Dixieland, yeah. Louis Armstrong. And so that's what was on the record player, you know, as I was growing and coming of age, I would say. You know, uh, the whole, you know, we live in a big melting pot of styles and it gets bigger and bigger and deeper and deeper. Uh But, you know, those are the things that move me the most. Well, so it's a great mix of stuff in your, uh, in the foundations there. Now you, when you started to become really more involved in the Houston music scene, uh, you started working with a lot of folks. I know you mentioned at one point that you did something with Roy Head. Is that right? Yeah. And, you know, I started working in studios when I was 18 or so, 17. I would have been about 20 in 1965. And that's when I really started working in studios. I had done a few sessions when I was in high school, but this was my first year of college. And I was, um, you know, it was exciting. I had been grooming a band for almost a year and we 
hit the Houston scene with the big splash. We were called the Sixpence, and this was, of course, during the Beatles, the British invasion. And, and we milked that for all it was worth. We were a great band. We were six members and five of us sang, so we could perform almost any record. And we got we were good enough by our 20s to all do our parts well, and we were learning songs off of records all the time. Uh-huh. But this was also a time I started writing original songs because we were, like every other young person in the world, we were trying to have a hit record. And so I was lucky enough to light on this place, Andrus Studios, run by this genius, Walt Andrus, and his and his assistant, Frank Davis. And from the day I walked into the studio, I produced probably uh, 10 or 12 of my own songs for different labels, different independent national labels. And we never had a big hit, but we got noticed. And it wasn't too long. It was after... A few years, I just discovered that I was the guy telling everybody what to do and guys what to play. And I was telling musicians who were far better than me. I couldn't play a keyboard, but I was telling piano players and keyboard players what I wanted them to play. Not the notes, but when and kind of how. And that's just the way I learned to produce, watching a lot of people like Lou Adler and Vic Briggs of The Animals and Gary Zeekley, who was a legendary producer of bubblegum music. And... uh I mean, I was I worked with so many people. I worked with with um, the, the Fever Tree and with uh, Billy Gibbons came in overdub sessions. There were great people coming through there all the time. And one of the things I did in my early apprentice as a as a recording engineer, once I got that gig, and uh, Walter let me take over the recording part of it, the technical part. I was kind of always the first guy there and the last guy to leave. And I remember recording an album with Roy Head in the middle of the night, all night for a week. And <laughs> and it, it became a half an album. It became his album. The same people you meet on the way down, you meet on the way up, or vice versa, or something like that. And about half the songs on it were the ones that I had cut. You know, Houston has a big has a big influence on music, whether people realize it or not. And my bands are all over these compilations from the sixties. You know, the seventies, I started a bunch of local bands, the natives with Herschel Berry. And I started Dr. Rocket and the sisters of mercy. I had a few other really wonderful bands and Dr. Rockets pretty much saw me through the middle of toward the late eighties. And that's when I started my studio in 89. And that's nearly 30 years ago now. And I produced hundreds and hundreds of sessions on everybody from, you know, Pete Guitar Maze and the great Johnny Johnson piano player for Chuck Berry. And I've gotten to do so much stuff and I'm with a lot of real people, with a lot of virtual, not well-known, but very important Texas songwriters like Eric Taylor, who brought Lyle Lovett into my studio amongst other celebrities. And, uh, because they all do his songs. Yeah. And about five years ago, Steve Crace, who's a native of New Jersey, but has lived in Texas for 30 years and is, was the protege of Jerry Lightfoot and the harmonica player for Jerry Lightfoot. And uh, he came to me saying he wanted to start a label and that Trudy Lynn was one of his artists. And my studio is a tiny place. It's 750 square feet. Right. And it looks sort of like your basement or your bedroom or something, and people love to work there. I mean, it, not quite, you know, but there's amplifiers everywhere, and there's and just people. It's an intimate and close situation where people just love to make music there. 
Yeah, I love the vibe in there. You know, I've been in there a few times, and I, oh, what, yeah. it's it's like your basement. If your basement was a really good recording studio, <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah. one difference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the vibe and the comfort factor. Yeah, you know, no, definitely. Of, but yeah, put but put those two things together. It's pretty perfect for a lot of uh, a lot of musicians. No oh, man, thank you for saying that. You know, probably if I had any money, it would be a big palace of glass and steel, like all the rest of them. You know, but no. You know, I went to Hollywood and recorded with the Wrecking Crew in the late '60s, and I just found it wasn't my cup of tea. And I hated to say that, but it just wasn't the same thing, you know. And I just preferred coming back here and working with my bands and doing music that I love to play. Yeah. You know, I have a, you know, I was working on a, an honors degree in art history and classical studies. And at the same time, I was signing a record deal with MCA. So what would you do? <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like music has just stolen my soul from the day I was a kid, you know, and I just, I love making records. I love making records. And that's where I'm at. Yeah. You know? That's beautiful. I have to say, I'm really glad that uh, that your soul has been stolen by music and that you continually <laughs> have worked with so many people, been a part of so many collaborations, helped so many uh, artists record stuff, get stuff out. Um, I, and a lot of Houston, thanks you for your, uh, <laughs> well, thank your you. continued uh, addiction to uh, <laughs> furthering music. All right, mate. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Rock. Peter, you keep up the great things you're doing, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, man. All right, why don't we get into some 60s stuff? We'll start off with uh, a song from uh, a band that Rock Romano was in, The Sixpence. You were my girl, and you would come into my room with laughing breakfast for my morning And late at night, you Broken love is begging you to please come home. 
the moving sidewalks, 99th floor, 1967. Billy Gibbons, a uh, uh, pre-ZZ top there. Before that, Fever Tree, the man who paints the pictures and uh, started off with the sixpence. Please come home. All right, let's check in with Trish Herrera, musician, uh, guitarist, and vocalist with the My Dolls, great Houston art punk band, if you can classify them. Hey, Trish, how you doing? Hey, how are y'all? I'm <laughs> great. Uh, first of all, are, I hope that you are okay, that you and your, your loved ones have uh, fared well through the storm and the flooding. Yes. Actually, I have lived in the same neighborhood in Montrose since 1977. And fortunately, I live in an area... I've been super lucky to have never flooded in my home. So I was here with some golden retrievers taking care of them and really safe. So I'm very lucky. Well, good. That's, I'm very glad to hear that. I take comfort in you being in Houston. You're kind of part of, of what I think of in terms of a uniquely Houston, eclectic, funky, cultural mix yeah i mean it's just weird i mean i've been here for so long in the same spot and i love houston and i i love the people of houston and i love the, the new people that are coming in and it's just been really uh, a, a great place for me to grow as a musician and as a person so. yeah. for any listeners that don't know the My Dolls are fantastic, and there's an anthology, uh, a world of her own that's out there that you should listen to. Uh, they're also in the movie Paris, Texas, which is one of my favorite Houston shot movies, definitely, and perfectly placed in, in a kind of quintessential scene. Well, you know, the, the young actor that's in the movie, Hunter Carson, he yeah. also lives in the Houston area and the Kingwood area. And we were able to show Paris, Texas at um, the local venue and talk with him and get closer with him. And we've been very lucky to stay in touch with all the people from Paris, Texas. Um, in fact, Claire Denis, the assistant director, texted us to make sure we were okay because the, when, she, when they were filming Paris, Texas, Claire, she's French, she's from France, and she is an incredible director now, but she was an assistant director, and she came into the United States for her very, very first time to be here, and she flew to Houston from Paris in the middle of Hurricane Allison, and she had to be transferred out of her hotel, and uh, I came and got her on the outskirts of the city because the eye of that hurricane went through downtown Houston and was blowing out all of the glass windows and the tall buildings and the top right. of the buildings and glass was shattering all over the streets and them asked me to go get her. So I did and she stayed at our apartment, which used to be above Rudyard's. I'm such a homie. I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> but yes, our apartment was above Rudyard's. Diana, the bass player, and I uh, lived there. And Claire stayed with us for about a week and we became incredibly close and so she understands the hurricanes now because she's a semi-veteran of them because right. she went through that one with us. We don't even have time for me to geek out about <laughs> Claire Denis staying at your apartment. Uh, yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, we became very close. And she's, she's so down to earth. Oh, my God. 
she, um, you know, she's all about uh, equal rights and equality and uh, pro-immigration, and uh, and she's a lot of her work is about that. So right. I just admire her so much. She's so strong. Yeah, she's really cool. I mean, I've been in, you know, the whole, that whole crew was amazing. Allison Anders and Ben Benders and uh, Robbie Mueller and he's a cinematographer. So yeah, Paris, Texas has a, a, a definite impact on a lot of people. It was probably yeah. the last of the road movies that you know where people, he wrote the script as he wrote as he wrote on the road, I guess. And right. With, um, Sam Shepard and. Um, Kit Carson. I do like that whole spirit of punk rock that goes with that whole, like, just let it happen and we'll figure it out sort of thing. And, I, and it's kind of how you have to do with the hurricane, right? Right. So. I, I, yeah, we're kind of good at that. And, I, you know, I also want to mention for people who don't know, you and um, artist Rachel Hecker organized the first art car parade, or really the, what, right. we, we, what later we, became the art car right. parade. Right. Well, was the first art car parade. It was, uh, we thought of it, we decided to do it, and we thought, because I had an art car, and a lot of my friends said that the car should be um, displayed somehow, and so we knew about Tom Cora, who did the Irreversible Marching Band, and uh-huh. a very political thing that he did in New York City. He, We wanted him to lead the parade, and, um, and we did it down Montrose, and it took almost a year of planning, and we did it and then when we after we finished it, we were like, "Wow, that was crazy!" I mean, John Cage <laughs> and um, Naguchi were in the sculpture garden when we passed through. They were christening the sculpture garden, and they had John Cage there as part of the New Music America Festival. Yeah, and everyone's standing there like sipping their little champagne with their raspberry in it, and here comes this guy. <laughs> I know. There's another person that was at that parade, a, a young, impressionable me. I appreciate Are all the... Are you serious? Oh, my God. I love that you were there. I appreciate all of that your hard cool. work. Thank you. I mean, that is amazing that you were there. Yeah, it was I great. Mean, yeah, it was really something. It was uh, it was beyond our total control, honestly. We just it just it ha- Another one of those things, like a hurricane, it just happens, and you just figure it out. Yeah, there's something about Houston that w- we can do that. We can we can roll with it. I guess we have to, don't we? Well, I think that, you know, as large as our community is and as spread out as it is, you know, when we come up against adversity, we always seem to uh, join together somehow. People, I mean, I'm seeing people volunteer right now that have never volunteered ever, and they're just like life-changing for them. And, yeah. and to just connect with all different i mean it's such a diverse city we've had so many i mean we've we've just there's just so much here it's just an amazing amazing city it is and i mean yeah it's not much to look at when you like get down to the ground and you're you know running your car through a pothole (laughs) but you look at that skyline against the sunset and you're just like holy shit i'm glad i live here oh wait did i can i not say that word i think you could say holy shit i'm glad i live here (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask you uh, what comes to your mind in terms of, of Houston music artists, either that maybe have influenced you or, or contemporaries of yours. Uh, who do you think of and who would you turn to uh, wow. to listen Houston. to? There's so many. I mean, um, not all of the musicians that I'm influenced by is actually music that I listen to on a daily basis because I really like hardcore punk rock. And mm. there were some bands here like Really Rad that influenced us. 
there, there was the Plastic Idols was one of the first ones, Culture Side. Um, a lot of these bands were on our private, we had a label that was independent back then called CIA Records. Mm -hmm. um, but I do like, I, you know, when I look back at those uh, old blues musicians that came out of Houston and bands like ZZ Top and, and I go, oh my God, there's such a, an amazing layer of history. I mean, all the way to Beyonce. I mean, it's just, you know, we have... Uh, incredible musicians here and art and but the thing is we're not real out about that stuff we're not like out like right. oh we're the cool city that you know we you know we don't do that I think maybe because Houston is basically kind of a um, a working city and um, you know it's a place to come and you can raise kids here and you can like you know be a crazy punk rocker here <laughs> so I think you're right and it's great <laughs> Well, Trish, thanks so much for uh, talking with me. It's great to check in. Oh, wait. I will have one little plug. Yep. We do have a new record out, and it's called um, It's Too Hot for Revolution. And um, you can get it through our website or any of the local music stores like Sound Exchange, Vinyl Edge, uh, Cactus Records has it. We're selling it in small record stores around Texas so far. And we have written another song called Easter that we're doing, and it's about rising up after diversity and uh, the things that are going on politically. So we're in the process of recording that. Cool. That's yeah. great to hear. Well, thank you so much for calling, Peter. Thank you, Trish. All right, love. All right, why don't we get into some music? Uh, we'll start off with Plastic Idols. <laughs> Another underworld 
the My Dolls with Nova Grows Up. All right, I have on the line with me David Dove, Houston musician, trombonist. He also runs Nameless Sound, an organization here uh, that promotes uh, all kinds of boundary-pushing music. Hello, Dave. Hello, Peter. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm all right. I hope you and, and uh, all your loved ones have uh, fared well through the storm, through the flooding. Uh, well, uh, we did all right here at Nameless Sound. So, got a lot of loved ones with different stories for sure. But um, yeah, but we're safe and dry here. Well, that's good to hear. Um, did mm. I? I think I saw something about uh, Nameless Sound activities in, in the aftermath of Harvey. Some, something at uh, yeah. G- George R. Brown or something like well, that. Well, what what Nameless Sound does year round is we have a, a team of artist facilitators. And we do music improv workshops uh, with a lot of kids. Well, we, we do them in a real wide range of situations with kids and adults, but we already have a, a program where we're seeing about 200 kids a week in about 20 different sessions. Mm. And those are, again, in a, in a very wide range of situations, but a very large portion of them are with refugee and homeless kids. And, we already have a practice that identifies the potential of collaborative music improvisation for its ability to heal and to address trauma and to be a well to be a tool for communities in crisis. And mm-hmm. this is what we're doing year round, anyways. Usually, August is a little break for us. So when this happened, most of our sessions were just on a normal kind of semester break. But if this is what we claim to do, it would seem that this storm has um, caught on us to do it, right? You know, mm-hmm. if we're if this is what we say our music does and and what Name of Sound is meant to do, then it was time for our little crew to spring into action. And uh, right. I was real proud of them. I was I was out of town during the storm. I was watching it from New Mexico, so I was real proud of my folks for getting it together and going to George R. Brown and they're going over to NRG and then then there was just checking in with the with the kids that we normally work with and seeing how they fared and kind of getting in there with them too so right yeah. and actually playing music uh, doing some creative collaboration actually with the playing, kids in these shelters yes this is what we do so we just went into those shelters and we did what we do year round we just did it in those spots and responded to the moment yeah yeah exactly man that's a that's a great thing I think so yeah, definitely. Well, so I know you have a really wide-ranging musical influences. Mm. In thinking about Houston music, I wonder who comes to your mind in terms of great Houston musicians. Well, my mentor is a composer named Pauline Oliveros. She's uh, Pauline was definitely one of the most influential. I mean, I think she's one of the most influential experimental musicians of the 20th century, and Mm-hmm. probably the most influential experimental artist to come out of Houston, I think, as she passed last year. So she's someone that I always associate with her town, and I knew her through her visits back here, and she became important to me. Um, got a lot of other Houston music, music I love, too. Maybe maybe some of the more uh, well-known names, you know, folks like Lightning Hopkins, DJ Screw, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of my colleagues, too. You know, I have a lot of people that I play with and work with who I have, I consider influences as well. And 
Right. I mean, you could go on and on and on about Houston music, right? Yeah, you can. Various <laughs> genres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's hard, to, you, and you can't really untangle it. Yeah, I mean, Houston blues music, third ward, fifth ward, Houston hip hop, north side, south side. Right. Experimental and noise music has always been really vibrant in Houston. Always, right. always been a very strong noise scene and experimental scene. Um, you know, of course, a lot of great jazz artists, the Illinois Jacket, Arnett Cobb, and you know, loads and loads of people there. And yeah, yeah. You mentioned Oliveros. I was actually thinking about her, uh, especially since she passed last year. Mm-hmm. The the music mix that we've got going is a little bit different vibe and context than that. But I was thinking about maybe including something of of, of hers in the mix. Um, right. Maybe maybe Alien Bog would be a good electronic piece. I think that's this one early electronic piece that really sounds like a sort of like a boggy swamp with like frogs and stuff. Mm. This might be a, a really interesting kind of strange experimental storm vibe piece, you know. Though she made it in California, I think you could really kind of hear the sort of cicadas and frogs of Houston in it. Right. Okay, that's a great suggestion. Well, thanks a lot for talking, Dave. And uh, and thanks for keeping Nameless Sound going and, and strong. Uh, I think the city needs creative activity more than ever. Right? I agree. I agree. All right. We'll play uh, an excerpt of uh, Alien Bog by Pauline Oliveros.
if I needed you Would you come to me Would you come to me And ease my pain If you needed me I would come to you I'd swim the seas For to ease your pain In the night forlorn All the morning's born And the morning shines With the lights of love You will miss sunrise If you close your eyes that would break my heart in two Since I showed her how to lay her lily hand in mine Lube and Lil agree, she's a sight to see And a treasure for the poor to find If I needed you, would you come to me? Would you come to me and ease my pain? If you needed me, I would come to you. I'd swim the seas for to ease your pain.
day I miss your smiling face No one here can ever take your place The sun can shine down over my town But it never shines on my days I told all the stars above I'm gonna shower you with my love I won't demand you I try to understand you My love is as free as a dove Your words run through me like the blood in my veins I could swear I knew your love Before I knew your name Before I knew your name You're the one, you're my shining star You're the one I've been waiting for Let's fly away To some foreign country Where nobody knows who we are leather jacket, my weather broke and shoes. My chill north wind was blowing, but the spring was coming on. Cause I wanted to myself just how long I had been gone. So I strolled across old Main Street, walked down a flight of stairs. Stepped to the hall and saw all my friends were there. The neon sign was flashing, welcome, come on in. It feels so good, feeling good again. Everybody sang along Dan Margarita Were swaying side by side I heard they were divorcing But I guess they let it slide And I wished I had some money With which to buy around I wished to cash my paycheck Before I came to town But I reached into my pocket Found three twenties and a ten It feels so good Feeling good again
across the room and saw you standing on the stair. And when I caught your eyes, saw you break into a grin. It feels so good, feeling good again. It feels so good, feeling good again. Robert O'Keefe with Feeling Good Again. Before that, uh, Lucinda Williams with uh, Sharp Cutting Wings. That was recorded here at uh, Sugar Hill Studios in Houston. And we started off this little set with uh, Towns Van Sant, If I Needed You, live at the Old Quarter, Houston, Texas. And yes, we did go from Pauline Oliveros into Towns Van Sant. That's something you can only do in Houston, Texas. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up the show. I want to thank Last Hour. Thanks to uh, Aurora Picture Show. And uh, I'm going to sign off. Be good to yourself. Contribute however you can to helping your neighbors and helping the recovery efforts. Of course, support your uh, local musicians, DJs, independent venues, record stores. Keep the music going. Hearing Clarence Gay Mouth Brown with Okie Dokie Stomp in the background here. Let's bring it up. Bye, y'all. Bye.